welcome to the Sunnydale Diaries, a Buffy podcast, where Sean Hello. and I, Melanie, talk about every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, a show that Sean loves and has seen many times, and which I have not. And he's trying to convince me that it's the most amazing show ever. And I think it's happening. I, you're, you're, <laughs> you are very optimistic. I just some of the little comments you're making. I yeah. just feel like you're being drawn in All a right. little bit. We have a lot of show to go. We we do. We really do. We are uh, only. What are we doing? Episode. What is this? Episode ten. This is episode ten. Wow. And if my math was right, I was thinking about this last night. There's 150. Ooh, okay. So tonight we're talking about um, episode ten, which is called Nightmares. Yes. And so before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about that nightmares and fears. Okay. For me, I I had a lot of recurring nightmares as a kid. Yeah. Uh, the big one, and I'm I know I've told you this, but it was like evil demonic muppets <gasps> coming at crawling out of my TV. It's scary. Grabbing me and pulling me in. Wow, that is scary. Yeah. Where do you think that started from? I don't know because... <laughs> Tell me about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, as we talked about in the last episode, I love the Muppets. Yeah. Like, it never turned me off of, like, Sesame Street, Muppet Show, any of that stuff. Yeah. But it was pretty, like, every couple of weeks kind of a thing. Wow. Until, like, as I got older, like, then, like, I would realize in the dream, that's a dream, and I would just give the finger to the... To the <laughs> The puppets. Well, that's pretty good. You were you were cognizant in your dream. A little bit, I guess. What? Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, I don't know that I ever had like real like nightmares like that. Mm. Luckily, I've had weird dreams. I have very vivid dreams, but not bad dreams. Thankfully, that's good. Any? Do you ha- have you had any dreams that have like just stuck with you? Oh yeah, you know I have the same recurring dreams that lots of people have that uh, Buffy had in this show in this episode about you know you get to class and you realize that you missed the whole semester and you're taking the final exam and you're not prepared that kind of stuff right or, you know i'm late to class or things like that i i have the i have that a lot with math like it's always the math class that you know i i, I missed all of it the finals there Oof. now sometimes in the dream i'm like wait a minute I graduated college. What am I doing? <laughs> yes. But other... yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. But other times it's, you know, oh, I don't know anything. What am I going to do? I, I have dreams where I'm I'm adult. Like I'm at this point in my life, but for some reason I'm going back to school and living in the dorm. Mm. Like I'm going back to my dorm, my room, and living there and, and doing school again for some reason. I don't want to do that. <laughs> that would be an experience. Oh, my gosh. We had a guy in our in our dorm went my first two years of college, and he um, was in his, he must have been in his late 70s. Oh, wow. And he had a room, and he just did classes. His name was Junior Adair. Huh. He liked me. He took me to a uh, uh, Catholic uh whatever the Catholic group is on campus, their spaghetti dinner. And I worked at the front desk of the dorm, so I talked to everybody. Got it. But he was very friendly to me. And cool. Me and the 80-year-old. <laughs> it was odd times for me. <laughs> yeah. Another one that I had, I feel like I only had the dream once, but very, very, still very vivid. I'm in my uh, the den of the house I grew up in, sitting in front of the TV. My parents are going upstairs to bed. My sister's going upstairs to bed, and I'm watching. I remember specifically the title on the screen said "The Late Late Show," and it was somebody like sitting in front of a podium, like kind of like the presidential seal 
kind of a podium. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to the left and says the word operator. And then all, I know, weird. And then all of a sudden this green monster with like a long black cape and like kind of like a squarish green head, kind of Frankenstein-y, again, comes out of the TV. Oh, it was similar, yeah. Grabs me, pulls me in. And then it was almost like like the camera moves. All of a sudden the camera moves into my kitchen. There's a bunch of cardboard boxes of food. And then all the food disappears from the boxes. Now that part wasn't really scary. It was the, the being dragged to yeah, the TV. Yeah, of course. But I feel like I had that when I was six and still very... You to talk to your therapist about this. I probably... See what this is. Yeah. I mean... Why, I, where did that come from? I, I don't know. Interesting. I really don't. Yeah. And then another one. We had these really big... I mean, it was 70s. Kind of gaudy gold lamps. And mm-hmm. they were huge. Mm-hmm. And one of them transformed into like a like a tentacle monster. Oh. Seaweed monster. And then, yeah. Came and got me. Mm-hmm. Poor Sean. Yeah. Poor six-year-old Sean. Yeah. And yeah. now, do you have do you have bad dreams like that now? Not really. No. Not, nothing to that level. No. Um, you know, once in a while, but you know, I I wake up and I'm okay. Uh, you know, once like it's bad enough. Like, you ever wake up with like that? You know, to me, it's almost like a paralyzed feeling in your legs. Oh no. Yeah. Did you ever have you ever had sleep paralysis? No. Oh, it's not fun. No, I bet. It's only happened to me a couple of times. Oh but my gosh. You wake up. But you're not really awake. You can't move. You sometimes some people like actually think they're seeing something in their room, Whoa. watching them. But you can't move at Whoa. all. But your eyes are open. It's it's not a fun time. I, that's only happened to me like two or three times. I can't. I do have one bad memory, one bad dream memory. It just came to me. Okay. I thought someone was in my room. I'm sure I was dreaming it. But this was what I did. I went under the blankets. I'm gonna demonstrate this for Sean. I wish everybody could see this. So I'm under the blankets. With my hands holding the blanket over my head like this. And this was my plan. The thing was on my bed, whatever it was. So I jumped up onto my knees with the blanket like this. Threw the blanket backwards to trap the thing that was on my bed. And ran out. Yeah, <laughs> right? I like that. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. <laughs> we may need to just record that and post it. <laughs> that, that was, All right, I'll re- you it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so my bedroom, my bed was against the wall and like the probably lower half of my bed, um, was right next to the closet. And so I you know, always thought something was going to come out of, come, oh, out, well, sure, <laughs> come yeah. out of the closet <laughs> besides me, I do. um, and pull me in. So yeah, a lot, lot of like pulling in. I don't know what that's about. I need to explore that. Versus pulling out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is a comedy podcast. <laughs> Not for young viewers. Um, so let's talk about uh, fears. fears. So besides getting pulled into a TV, mm-hmm. do you have any phobias? Huh, that's a good question. Not the biggest fan of, like, really enclosed spaces. Like, I'm fine in elevators. That kind of, like, I don't like going under my bed. Yeah. that That's one. Um what are some? I'm trying to think. What are some common fears? Because I can't think of anything. I know I have Fear some. Fear heights. No, I feel like I'm okay with that. You and I have talked about my fear of heights. It's not so much a fear of heights. It's a fear, like a compulsion that I have. Like I feel like I'm going to jump from the height. <laughs> like if there's a, if we're like standing somewhere, like if I'm on a cruise, like this is a problem. I can't be on the balcony too long because I'm in my head going, 
all it would take is for me to just throw my leg over that railing and I could jump down. And the feeling just gets so strong that I'm like, oh my God, I might do it. Like, intellectually, I know I'm not going to do that. Right. But the feeling, the compulsion feeling is bad. So I, as, as a good friend, send <laughs> Melanie random photos when, I, when I'm somewhere that's like by a railing or something. I have to take it and, uh, and send it. There's a theme to our friendship. There is. You just torment me. Yeah. So you, you never would do like the ride on top of the uh, stratosphere in no, Vegas. We, you know, I would not. Come on, I do. I love roller coasters, um, and I will do roller coasters. And in my younger days, did all those carnival rides. But now mm-hmm. that I have a, a sense of mortality <laughs> and I have neck pain, <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I don't think I could do the stratosphere one. Got it. But I know you love all that stuff. I do. You're crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at a, a website that lists, uh, this is from Baptist Health. Um, oh, they just became our customer at work. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Well, let's see what they have to say about fears. <laughs> Acrophobia or fear of heights is the number one. It says affects more than 6% of people. That's mm. not a lot. Mm. I would think it would be more. Aerophobia, fear of flying. No, I, I'm most relaxed when I'm in the air. Wow. I love flying. I have gotten worse as I've gotten older, I'm at the point now where I have to take a an Ativan when I fly. It's the taking off and the and the landing part. I mean, grand... I don't do well with turbulence either. Yeah, so I... basically, anytime I'm on an airplane, <laughs> I'm anxious. I mean, now granted, if the plane like suddenly falls 200 feet, I'm gripping the handrail really tight. Have you ever tight. been on a, when when that's happened? Have you ever been on a plane that did the that? The first time I went to Vegas in 2007 with my friend Trixie Sticks. We we met in Vegas, so we were both flying there separately. Mm-hmm. And the flight home, when we were flying over Texas, which is a big state, yeah, it was crazy. It was plane was dropping, planes were flying. I, mean, I don't have a fear of flying, but I was not not in a good spot. That's scary. It was like an hour. And I always say, nobody's ever died from turbulence. You know, and it's just like going over a bump. In the, it's not just like going over a bump on the road in the car. It's That's some scary stuff. And it's I the lack of... happened to me once, and I just started crying. And oh. I was an adult, but, you know, same. Like, that's that's some scary stuff. And it's the lack of control. Like, even if, yes. you're, if you're driving a car and you go over a bump, you can control that. Yeah. You can't control the plane falling. Plus, I think when you're in, yeah when you're in a car and you see the bump coming yes you know you're in a plane it's just all of a sudden you're plummeting yes yes <laughs> Ugh, scary all right so that is affects between ten and forty percent of U S adults okay I can see that here's your favorite arachnophobia mm. again I would say it's a fear I don't know that I would like tarantulas around me. You wouldn't go on Fear Factor. Oh, hell no. Have the tarantulas crawling uh-uh. over you. No. Oh, no. No, no. Is that a fear or is that just like Ew. disgust? Yeah. I, I think it's... I don't know. Gross. I think for a lot of people it's probably more disgust. Yeah. Disgust. Yeah, disgust. Than yeah. Uh, fear. I don't know. Okay, here's one that I'm going to try and pronounce. Ophidiophobia. One of the most common phobias. You want to guess what it is? Can I see the spelling? I'm trying. I'm trying to like put my medical terminology. O p h i d i o phobia. No. Ophidiophobia. I cannot think of it. One of the most common phobias: the fear of snakes. Oh. Okay. I have that. Well, I don't know if it's a phobia level fear, but yeah, you know, 
I'll jump whenever I see one. Well, yeah, because, you know, when I grew up on Long Island, we didn't really have snakes. No. <laughs> like, you know, all like the little black ones that yeah, we see yeah, yeah, black, here black in Florida. Yeah, we didn't have that. No. So they startle me yeah. every time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a fear. When we, did you ever see the one when we worked at our last job? Um, yes. That the, the, the snake that would just kind of perch itself up on the hedge. Yep. Like you'd be walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden there's this snake that's kind of vertical standing off the top of the hedge. Just sunning himself, I guess, but very uh, uh, upsetting when yes. you come upon it. And some people, yeah, yeah, yeah that's George. <laughs> that's what he does. All right, here is cyanophobia. C-Y-N-O-phobia. Fear of cyanide. <laughs> I was going to say fear of cyan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like blue. I don't want that icon in cornflower blue. That is the fear of dogs. Oh. I don't have that. No. I don't have doggies. Trypanophobia. Fear of holes, right? No. Damn it. That, but I know, is it on here? No. Um, let's see. Trypanophobia is the fear of injections. Uh, 20 to 30% of adults affected by this phobia. I don't think I have that. No. Astrophobia is the fear of thunder and lightning. Oh. Good. We'd be in trouble if we had that in Florida. Agoraphobia. Fear of going outside. Fear of, yeah, being, al- no, that's being alone in a, you're thinking agroph- agoraphobia. Oh, okay. This is agoraphobia different. is fear of being alone in a situation or place where escape might be difficult. Oh. oh, so fear, yeah, fear of open spaces, crowded areas. That's interesting. Maybe that is what you're thinking of. I think it might be. Agro, agora Agor- versus agro. I don't know. Triscodecaphobia. Some people avoid leaving their homes. That's the fear of 13. Yes. <laughs> um, what is the fear of holes? I feel like it's something very similar. It's a, it's a TR. It's a TR one, yeah. That was on American Horror Story. Yes, it was. Cult. Misophobia. Fear of miso. Fear of miso soup. <laughs> is the excessive fear of germs and dirt. Uh, trypophobia is the whole. Trypophobia. T-R-Y-P. Yeah. Okay. And then there's social phobia, which is social anxiety disorder, which they don't put a percentage on here, but I would imagine it's a high percentage. And I'm kind of surprised that um, fear of public speaking was not in here. Mm. I always thought that was the number one uh, fear for people. And there's pantophobia. Fear of? Everything. Pantophobia. It's from Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Mimophobia. Fear of mimes. (laughs) There's got to be, what is the fear of clowns? That's a common mm, one. Yes. I, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of clowns, but I don't I don't like scary clowns. No. I just don't. No. But if you start thinking about clowns, I can see why people are scared. That is kind of a creepy thing. Mm-hmm. Fear of clowns is... Clowns with the... What is that? Cool... I'm going to butcher the, the pronunciation. Coolrophobia. C-O-U-L-R-O. Phobia. Ha! Huh. Widely acknowledged. Yeah. Scary clowns of you. Sure. I can see that. Come for the buffy. Stay for the knowledge. <laughs> you know, will be there playing, will be a test at the end. Someone's going to be playing trivia this week and the fear of holes is going to come up. <laughs> and someone's going to say, but one hole's all right. <laughs> okay. All right. So how are we doing? Let's, uh, I think you, we want, can... you want to talk about the episode? Sure. This, all right. This is one of my uh, one of my favorites. Yeah? yeah? Definitely a season one. Okay. Yeah. All right. The bar is low. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Season yeah. one. Yeah. So we start off with a shot of a cave 
um, with a lot of candles. A lot of candles. So it's obviously the master's cave, right? Yeah. We noticed that. But so I'm thinking about these candles. Mm-hmm. Who's lighting these candles? I just wait. So we just had a party uh, last weekend, and I lit a lot of candles around my house for that party, and they went out pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Who's who's keeping track of all these candles? Colin. No, Colin's the anointed one. He's not doing that. He's got nothing else to do besides throw teeth. Teeth in the pond. He's, he's lighting all the candles. I'm thinking there's got to be minions or something. Yeah, I can but, see. But, you know, somebody's got to go out and fetch the candles. Yeah. So, so, I hope they're getting a good deal on them, buying them in bulk, because there's a lot of candles in there. Order. I mean, Amazon existed, but I don't think they were shipping candles. <laughs> they were just doing books at that They're, point. You know, yeah. Big, dusty books. <laughs> and I wrote, finally, we're back to vampires in we this are, show. We are back to vampires in <sighs> the Jello Church. Okay, yep. yeah, we're in the Jello Church. When... Uh, the master was skulking around. Yeah. There was one scene where I was like kind of close up on his arm. His cuffs were sparkly. I hate a sparkly vampire. I, I so do I. This. But it was his cuffs. It wasn't him. They're like, huh, interesting. You know, sometimes the master wants to get a little spruced up for Colin. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> wants to look nice for the anointed one. I, I, I liked how he was skulking. You did? Yeah. Yeah. He was he was very elegant with like his hand motions. Like as he Yes, as he was like going like up. like a price is right model. <laughs> yes. <sighs> but it was just a dream. It was just a dream. And then Buffy wakes up on the most uncomfortable looking pillowcase ever. <laughs> it was like a weird crocheted pillowcase. And also the way she's sleeping. Sean, do you sleep like when you're sleeping, are you completely horizontal on the pillows? Or are you, is, are you propped up? She was like half prop, like half sitting. I, That's I, how she was sleeping. I do like being about like at a forty five degree angle. Really? Yes. Interesting. I, I don't know why, but I do. Okay. I also can't sleep on my back. Well, I could, but I would. My poor husband would probably be kicking me all night with snoring. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, reclined probably on my side, but huh. yeah. I, we, Maybe a forty-five degree angle is okay. a little, a little, right. little too much. Maybe thirty degrees. All right, okay. A but you're not angle. completely, you're not completely horizontal. No, flat. Huh. All right, mm-hmm. hmm. let's take a poll from our listeners. Let us know: Are you sleeping horizontally? Vertically. Vertically. You sitting up completely? Ninety degrees. What's your degree? <laughs> degree of somnolence. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, that's, that's a good, good one. Oh, that's name. good. Degree <laughs> of somnolence. <laughs> All uh, right, so. Um, she obviously had a bad dream. Yep. And then we go to school, and we meet Wendell. Oh, before we go to school? Oh. Buffy's father is mentioned. Oh, yeah, Buffy's father is mentioned, and it's like, oh, yeah, your dad. Like, I'm, is this the first time we've heard about his, her dad? I think so. I mean, we know, like, they're, they're, her parents are divorced. But, yeah. But, yeah, I think this is the first time that they really mention her father. But it doesn't seem to be, like, a really, like, a acrimonious thing Mm-mm. when when Joyce is talking about the dad. Right. going to pick her up at school. All right. Um, I'm interested to meet the dad. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Now we're in school. Now we're in school. We meet Wendell, Mr. who I automatically assume he's either going to die or he's the bad guy. Because yep. <laughs> once again, there's just a random dude. Right? Dave Fritz and Wendell. Yes. And he's in Cordelia's light. Mm-hmm. With her midnight blue Angora. Yes. <laughs> and what are they learning about in this class? Active listening. Oh, active listening. I'm doing the, the, the cupping my ears the way Xander was. So what, teacher. what class do you think that was? Where they're learning about active, active listening. listening. Psychology? That's that's all I could think of. So they were talking about like basic needs. Right. Like I was expecting her to break up some Maslow. Maslow. I was surprised when she said Isaacson. I had to rewind it. I was like, she talked about Maslow? No. 
Because Maslow did not say the third greatest uh, need is listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta look up this Isaacson person. Buffy drops her pencil. Oh, wait, before oh. that, they're talking about, uh, so uh, Cordelia's trying to do her makeup, and they said she's got Evita hair. Oh, I missed that. They said, why is she so Evita-like? And they said, it must be the hair. And I was like, her hair looks nothing like Evita's hair, first of all. No. And then Willow says, it weighs heavy on the cerebral cortex. Okay, I do remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just funny. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, and then did you see um, Buffy's rings? I did not. She's wearing on one on each ring, uh, one on each index finger, mm-hmm. these giant pink flowers, giant, like big plastic flowers, and they're blinking. <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, one, that makes it hard to write and work in school. Although yeah. that could be why she has a 2.8 GPA. She's not getting any work done. <laughs> she can't read her writing later. Um, two, that's a distraction. Again, dress code. Yeah. That's distracting. I agree. Yeah, right. That would not have that would not have flown yeah, in my school. That's some Claire's boutique stuff right there. Those <laughs> rings, for sure. Yeah, I guess the, like the bad thing about taking notes while I'm watching it is like you know, I'm turning away and missing. Yeah, you're missing the big blink, blinky rings. Maybe we need to watch episode each episode twice. Okay. I was thinking of that too. I was thinking today. I was like, I should watch it through, just watch it, and then watch it again and do the notes. But then, yeah, I'd have to watch it twice, and you're barely getting me to watch it once. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It really is. All right. And then um, she sees this weird kid Just hanging peeking out the in hall. from the doorway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that? And I, I think I saw this in the, the comments to the IMDb somewhere. Or uh, It looked a lot like uh, JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, I was thinking that right before you but said it. But it's not him. It's uh, the kid that was in uh, Dante's Peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who it is. He does look a little like JGL. Yeah, yeah I see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, what just, the heck is he doing there? Well, I mean, with this school, you know. <laughs> you never know. Anything. And then there's spiders. Tarantulas. Oh, my God, spiders. Poor Mr. Wendell. Mr. Wendell. Is that what you were leading me into? That yes. was a softball. Yes. Yeah, so that kid obviously brought the spiders. And everybody's screaming. Mm-hmm. Then we go back to the Jello Church. Yep, yep. Master and Colin. Yep. Fear is in the mind, like pain. It can be controlled. That's some Dune stuff right there. Uh-huh. Here's the mind killer. Yes. Uh, did Colin always have that weird warbly uh, uh, auto-tune voice? Yeah, we, we talked. We mentioned we it did? in another right. one. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever noticed it before. We're doing this. Well, for me, every watch. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's it's annoying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're talking about fear. What did you fear when you were human? What did he say? I don't Monsters. remember. Monsters. That's right. And then he became one. Yes. That's some deep stuff right there. <laughs> Is he the kind of monster that uh, drags you into the TV? Well, he's not a puppet, so I'm okay. Oh, okay. All right. Or, or you know, the weird green right. green okay. face guy. <laughs> Buffy enjoys her in the car, and uh, Buffy is worried that her dad's not going to show up. Yep. She definitely has some... Uh, she misses her dad. Yeah. That's clear. Abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Again? All right. I'm, it's a good lead-up. I'm waiting to meet the dad. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it. He's coming. All right. Um, so they're in the hallway, and they're talking about what happened in the class with the spiders. And one of them says, how did they not ruffle you? And he says, I think Xander says, I'm completely unruffled. And I thought, I've never heard anybody use the, the word ruffle. Like, I know you say you can, you're unruffled by something, but I've never heard anybody use the opposite. Uh, I'm ruffled. I'm ruffled, yeah. Because <laughs> that's a potato chip. We had, we had them at the party this weekend. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, again, another little fashion note. Um, Xander's outfit. This show with the mixing patterns. Yeah. He's wearing. What is he wearing? And I want to know. Like, there was some bad fashion in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Now Xander's outfit considered a cool outfit in the nineties, or is this part of Xander's kind of an outcast loser? He's wearing like a blue tie dye kind of patterned shirt with a black undershirt. And then again, like mismatched patterned pants, like really clashing. Like mm-hmm. not like, I mean, I don't know a lot about men's fashion, but what do you think about Xander's clothes in this show? I mean, I certainly was not the like epitome of fashion in the late nineties, yeah. but I feel like I dressed better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe the wardrobe budget was really low and they were just grabbing stuff from thrift stores. I don't know. Cause it was, yeah, there's a lot, it, there's a lot of. Weird, weird clothes. Yes, weird combinations of clothes. Yeah. Alright, then they're outside and they're talking to Wendell again about the spiders, mm-hmm. and we learn that Wendell actually loves spiders. He does, but his stupid brother. Man, death by heat lamp. That's horrible. Those poor guys. I know they roasted freaking brother. I hope Wendell beat him up. I bet he did. Wendell looks like the type that would beat up his yeah. little brother. Yeah. So anyway, that was not a bad dream for Wendell. Why was he so upset about the spiders then? Because well, he was in amongst the screaming people with the spiders. I, mean, I think even if you lo- like them, if all of a sudden, like, 15 are crawling you. on you. All right, I guess. Um, go to the library. Giles looking a little out of sorts. Yeah, I thought for sure that, like, Jenny Calendar was back there and they were doing it. <laughs> he got caught. That's right. She's not in this episode. <laughs> we haven't seen Jenny in two episodes. <laughs> She showed up. The techno-pagan. Yeah, Jenny the techno-pagan. She's busy with her bones. Maybe. <laughs> thought she was busy with Giles's bone. <laughs> I know. That was just he was lost in the stacks, right? Yeah, he was yeah. lost in the stacks. Okay. Um, they're not insects. They're arachnids. Does that mean they're from the Middle East? <laughs> oh, this show. I love little, little clips like that. Oh, no. man. I bet you laughed. No, I did not laugh at that. I did not laugh at that. Okay. All right. Cordelia's got a pink scarf. Yes. Very pink scarf. Yes. It reminded me of, like, Grease, too. Okay. I don't know why. I just did. All right. I know we've talked about scarves in the past, but... Because how often are they wearing scarves around their necks? Buffy... So this is a... Louis <laughs> scarf count. I think this <laughs> is... This... <laughs> scarf count. This is another bingo card item. <laughs> scarf. Um, around neck. I know. Buffy did once, and then that's Cordelia one. Yeah, okay. Um, but, but now she's being nice. She's pointing out to Buffy... Yeah, I know you haven't been in history class, but it's in this room. She's very wishy-washy. Yeah. Maybe she's schizophrenic. Jeez. <laughs> From that medically prescribed lunch. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Episode four. <laughs> um, so then they're in the history test. Yep. And nightmare. Nightmare. Yep, for Ta- sure. Time is going by fast for Buffy. Yeah. She goes to write her name, pencil breaks. <sighs> And she's got her own pencil sharpener. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where yeah. she's keeping it because it doesn't seem like she's carrying much stuff around in the hallways. But she has her own pencil sharpener. Yeah. And then suddenly the hour's up. Man. That's, that's a bad day. That, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no. Not good at all. She's like, what? What's going on? It's over. Yep. And then there's there's kid. Weird kid yep. alert. Pseudo JGL. Yeah. And the girl goes down into the boiler room. As you do, you know, you need a smoke break, so you go down to the basement, and you stand in front of the smoking kill sign, 
and the do not start a fire sign, and you lay up. Mm-hmm. And cool. then you get clobbered. Yes. Lucky 19. Lucky 19. <laughs> what was that on his arm? Is that his arm? That club thing? Maybe it's supposed to be... Or was it like something on his arm? I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to make it look like some, like a very distorted baseball bat. Maybe. Based on what we learn later. I All don't right. know. All right. Tell us what you think. What was on <laughs> the monster's arm? The ugly man. Was it a baguette? <laughs> was it a baseball bat? Was he carrying around a big public sub? <laughs> Chicken tender sub. <laughs> Chicken tender sub. <laughs> That's, he's just hungry. That's all. He's there, down there trying to eat his chicken tender sub, and then this girl comes in and interrupts his lunch. There's 19 tenders on He's it. Upset. The, yeah, that's 19. it. That's lucky 19. And the monster. We need a name for him. The ugly man. The ugly. That's right. Thank you. And the ugly man attacks Lara. Yeah. And then she's in the hospital. Yeah, and Buffy and um, Giles go to visit. They go to visit everybody in the hospital. Mm-hmm. This is what I was saying last episode about I don't understand um, Cordelia making her out to be such an outcast because she's like, she goes and she's always visiting people in the hospital and she's reaching out to different people, Wendell and, you know, Morgan, and she's always being nice to everybody. I know. I, I agree with you completely. So I, I don't get it. No. animosity. Um, and then, um, so then they're, they're talking to her and she tells them about, uh, Lucky 19. And, uh, then they're walking down the hallway talking to the doctor who's giving out medical information freely. He's like, are you family? No, we're not family. Okay, well, here's what's going on. (laughs) And then they go by another room and he starts giving out medical information about this person they don't even know. The first victim. Mm Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to make assumptions that they're both hurt by the same person and, what he thinks about it, and they better catch this guy. It's like, how do you know who this guy is and the same guy? And he seems to have a lot of info. He does. You're you're right. He's a bad doctor. <laughs> He's not been giving out his info. And then the then yep. the, the poor kid has a couple of shattered bones. Yeah. Some internal bleeding. Yeah. Not know, good. No, not good. You've been in a coma for a little while. Have you ever been in a coma? No. Me neither. I've been under uh, anesthesia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> best nap ever. That's the best. <laughs> so then they're, um, they're back in the hallway. Yep. And, uh, and uh, Xander makes a, a comment about you know, Fair Wiggins. Yes. Drink. Yep. <laughs> I <laughs> wrote it down. Xander says Wiggins. Fair Wiggins. And then, oh, there's these kids. They're like total white thugs. Okay. Like, what is that? They're like, okay, 25-year-old actors. We're going to dress you up. You're going to be thugs. Yes. I, I had to look to see. Did did you happen to check what one of them, well, the main one is credited as? No. Way cool guy. <laughs> Miscredited as, you mean? <laughs> yes. and, and then his ultimate nightmare is his mom comes to school. And her description was cool guy's mom. Oh, boy. Yeah. They are not cool. No. Uh, that that made me laugh. That oh was cute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then Xander will walk Poor into Xander. class and boom, lost his clothes. Poor Xander. I've never had that dream. Where you're naked in mm-hmm. front of people? Neither. I'm sure I have. I have a lot of bathroom dreams. You ever have bathroom dreams? Like you're... And like the door won't close or... Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah, means yeah. something. I read something. I read that, what that is. I don't remember. But mm. yeah. But yeah, definitely not. But I was like, ooh, is he going to be naked? <laughs> I can't show that. No. Uh, but I thought they were going to do like a creative... Right, you know, right, like, right, right. But no. Okay. In his, in his boxers. Yeah. He runs away. Xander, he runs Ford's away. Yeah. 
I do have to say, I think Xander is my favorite character on this show. <laughs> the goofier he is, the more I like him. Okay. He's a, just a big doofus. He is. He very is much a big so. doofus. And some of the faces he makes in this episode, too, make me laugh. Okay. You can tuck that in your little pocket of Melanie enjoying the show. Yeah, yeah. All right. You're entitled to like him. All right. So, so then good. we're back at the library. Yep. Um, and Giles, oh, Giles can't read. He can't. Normally, he can read five languages. I know. That's going to be frustrating. Well, that's got to be scary for I'd him. I'd be like, uh, go to the nurse's office. What do you mean you can't read? What's going on? She's too busy dealing with the cancer patients. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> she does nurse. not have time for his reading. <laughs> I'd be like, are, do you get migraines? Are you having migraine aura? Is that the problem? <laughs> but, but I mean, imagine, you know, you're, you're looking at, at text and all of a sudden it, you can't interpret it. That's... He, he seems much calmer about it than I would be. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would be pure freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And he's it's... just like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. It, it's the British in him. No, that he's must just be. very, they don't very even tempered. All right. And then he says something to, her, to Buffy, and she goes, "What am I, knowledge girl?" I said, "Do I want that on a t-shirt?" <laughs> we could do that. Girl? We could do that. <laughs> no, we know you're not Buffy with your two point eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're talking about astral projection. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote astral projection. Of course, that's how we know the kid is involved. He's projecting his his astroidal being. Is that what she called it? Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> See, there's a lot of her her mispronouncing stuff in Two, this show. Two point eight. <laughs> Two point eight. I'll give you a spoiler without meaning. There's there's an an alfalfa in the future. Oh boy, it's a mispronunciation. It's oh. not really alfalfa. Oh, okay, but, all yeah, right. There's a lot of this. All right. Um. Yeah. So we find out that the kid's name is Billy. Yeah. From the newspaper. Yep. And he is number nineteen on his baseball uniform. Huggy nineteen. Nineteen. We still don't know what it means or why, mm-hmm. but we know he's involved somehow, and he's. Projecting from his coma. Mm-hmm. Mm. We meet Buffy's dad. This is going to go over your head, probably. Over most people's head. Almanzo! Mike. Monzo! Nothing. Nothing, huh? Nothing. Little House on the Prairie. He was like the sweet, lovable husband. Almanzo. He was Laura Ingalls Wilder's husband. Oh. Did you see, Did you recognize it right away? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, Mike did, too. He's but. actually uh, on Instagram. I guess he does a lot of conventions and stuff and so he's active on instagram i've just been seeing him recently so when i saw him i was like oh my gosh so does this mean the next time we go to a con we get to run up to him and be like yeah like what am i gonna ask him about am i gonna ask him about this awful thing he does in buffy to buffy i'm gonna ask him about almanzo how was it playing hank summers (laughs) no i'd probably say almanzo Almanzo. yeah yeah, you would i loved you as almanzo uh he's an asshole Man, I mean, he did a good job playing a jerk. He did, and I, uh, part of me is like, man, to have a relationship where you just speak your truth like this—that's <laughs> gonna be liberating. <laughs> then I was thinking, oh, this is obviously a nightmare scenario for her, but she's got some issues here. But uh, yeah, man, he laid it out. I and I Ouch. think yes. Ouch. The uh, I think the worst part of it when he says, "Yeah, you know, these visits—they're not doing anything <laughs> for me." So let's just stop. All right, kind of pats her on the shoulder. He's like, "I'm out." The tears running down her <laughs> I know, face. I know. Oh. Um. So, but let me ask you: when she introduced him to Giles, she said, "This is Mr. Giles." Uh huh. What is his first name? Do we know this? What's his first name? 
I thought that was his first name. <laughs> Mister? No, no Giles. That. I thought Giles was his first no, name. Um, it's Rupert. Oh, okay. All right. So they just call him Giles. Interesting. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that was really stupid. Mister? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Rupert Giles. Oh, man. Okay. All right. I probably knew that. But yeah, I was like, Mr. Giles? They never call him that. All right. So yeah, dad's out. Yeah, he's gone. Poor, poor Buffy. She's crushed. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Cordelia's hair. You know, I thought of the episode of Friends. It, with where, Monica's hair? Yeah, that's where they go. I think it's Barbados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I wrote down. Yes, Cordelia's yes. worst nightmare is Monica hair. Because it is, it it's is big. full. It's big. She doesn't need to bump it. And did you notice her little barrette is a little ducky? I did not see that. There's no. like a theme. Duck theme. Well, that's right, because Willow's wearing know. a duck shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she is not happy. <laughs> they're, carrying, they're dragging her into the chess club meeting. <laughs> that that did make me laugh. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Cordelia. Oh, Cordelia. I say that a lot in this show. <laughs> oh, Cordelia. What I want to know is where is Principal Snyder? Because Billy is just still wandering he's, he's around. He's skulking around the auditorium. Still? Yeah. Clean up the brains? Yeah, because it's dark in there. So he's, you know, skulking. He's a skulker. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Buffy meets Billy. Buffy meets Billy. Yeah. And they talk about Ugly Man. Yep. And Ugly Man shows up with his public sub arm. And he whacks Buffy hard uh-huh. on the head. Like, yep. like really hard. Mm-hmm. And she gets up like nothing. She is the I slayer. I mean, he hit her hard. One girl. All the world. There's the one. She got his... The cranium, man. Got Super thick skull. cranium, yeah, I guess so. If she was the one in the last episode where the guillotine was coming down her head, it would have bounced right off. Bounced right off. Smack mark in the nose. Oh man. Yeah. And then and then we have the slowest fight ever. Yes. With lots of tumbling. Lots of tumbling and lots of the ugly man screaming and grunting. Like there was a lot of it. Yeah, you know. It's better than her screaming and grunting. <laughs> we didn't get as much of that. <laughs> She does walk out with a little limp, though. She does. So she's not totally impervious. Mm-mm. Good word. Thank you. And then uh, Willow's down in the basement. Mm-hmm. And she's, I noticed they have like uh, cages down there, like storage cages. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of um, my one of my first uh, jobs in IT when I worked at uh, the hospital up in Gainesville. And we used to have to go down to the basement to get equipment and stuff. And that's what it was. It was just all cages for the different departments. That's where they could store their stuff. Was it dimly lit? Yes, it was. It was kind of scary. And so I'd go down there by myself with this huge ring of keys, you know, jingling around <laughs> to the back of the basement to get into the, the correct cage with all the computers, dusty computer stuff. When I was leaving there or when my friend was leaving his job there, my, my boss and I, we made a little scrapbook for him of, of all memories from that job. And we went down to the basement and one of us traced the, uh, the outline of the other one on the basement floor. <laughs> took a picture of it. <laughs> Don't forget the basement. Nice. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yep. Um, Xander is... <laughs> I wrote down Nazis and chocolate. Well, I mean, I don't... I, I was curious about why they went with the swastikas. Who doesn't fear Nazis? I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then he's just picking up chocolate off the floor. Okay, so I can understand, like, oh, chocolate. You pick one up, and you're like, yeah, okay, I'll enjoy this later. This guy was gorging on each chocolate bar as he found it. And I was like, man, who opens up a giant chocolate bar like that and just takes a giant bite? Xander does. I guess. 
It was a it was a big bar. It was a big bar. And then there was so there was a Hershey bar. Yeah. And I rewound a couple of times because it looked like they were kind of like half blocking out the logo. They did have to they block did. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell yeah. if not. Yeah. But they they didn't have to block out the hurricane bar. Chocolate Hurricane. That, that's, <laughs> that's gonna be that's, that's gonna be somehow incorporated into this episode title. Okay. I don't know how yet. Chocolate but, Hurricane. Um, and then uh, Willow's pushed out on stage, and her Poor she wearing a kimono. Willow. Yeah, she was Madam Butterfly. Ah. They were performing, and she didn't know, and she didn't learn the words. And we already know she has a fear of being on stage from last episode. Mm-hmm. Poor Willow. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Not only going out on the stage, but going out and having to do opera. Mm-hmm. <sighs> With the, uh, you know, the... Whatever he was. The yeah, tenor. he was he was pissed at her. He was not Rightfully happy. so. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so they, then we run into the chocolate hurricane. We run into the chocolate hurricane. And he hasn't had one since his sixth birthday. And the clown shows up. Mm-hmm. Scary clown. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Again, clowns. Yeah. Creepy. I mean, this one was creepy because it was carrying a knife and chasing him. So that, you know, yeah, I'd be afraid of that too. Yep. Then we go to the the graveyard. Yeah, all of a sudden they're in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how many times does that happen to you in dreams? You're, <laughs> you're, you're, in, one, you're in Publix and then yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, That's you're true. in the That's Eiffel true. Tower. Yeah, and the master is there. You're prettier than the last one. Uh, yeah. You could really see his pink nose in this, now that he's <laughs> out of the jello church. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Very pink. <laughs> a dream is a wish your heart makes. And he throws her in the grave. Yeah. Do you think they had to pay Disney for that? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Do you know? I Email know. us at the Sunnydale Diaries at gmail.com. <laughs> Give us the inside Disney scoop. How much <laughs> money did they have to pay? Um, I will say buried alive. I mean, I don't think it's a fear. Like, I don't constantly think about being buried alive. But it would be an awful thing. It would be an sure. awful thing. Um, I read something when I was a kid about Edgar Allan Poe that he was so afraid of being buried alive that he designed something at his grave. It was like a little bell or mm-hmm. something, right? I've or heard that about this. could be yeah. rung. Or I don't know if it was him or that was like a thing that they put at graves, you know, in case somebody got buried alive. I mean, I don't know how often that was happening, but. Mm-hmm. It was a concern. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't like it. Just the thought of it is... <laughs> the you know, thought of it is awful. Yeah. Uh, I remember in the ni- early 90s, my sister was, and still is, a big Days of Our Lives fan. Yeah. And one of the characters, um, Carly, gets buried alive. Ugh. Yeah. Not fun. No. And then Buffy's a vampire. Buffy's a vampire. Another another big fear. So we're just going from fear to fear to fear, and it's all playing out in real time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I thought you looked good, like compared to other. I did too. I was like, "Oh, she's kind of pretty as a vampire mm-hmm. with that weird makeup." And I she know. she was able to talk with the prosthetic teeth. Yep, without a problem. Yep, unlike Darla, Darla couldn't do it. <laughs> That's why she's dead. Because Julie Benz is not the actress that I almost said Christy Swanson that Sarah Michelle Gellar is. <laughs> um, good clown. Is chasing Willow's inner dial down the hall and Xander <laughs> makes a stand. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. Makes a stand. It's like giving the finger to the evil Muppets. That's right. He just punches them, knocks yeah, them out. That's You're right. A bad clown. So then I was like, okay, so that's the trick. You just have to face your fears. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, now they're all going to do that. They didn't. No, they didn't. No. <laughs> they didn't no. learn anything from his example. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Giles' fear. He, he, he oh, failed. He let her down. Yeah, yeah. he failed. 
And this time they got the right birth year on the headstone. <laughs> they got 1981. Yes, I remember talking about that. Yes, yes 1981, yes. which is consistent okay. throughout the rest of the All show. All right. They've <laughs> redeemed themselves. Yep. And Way he... to go, Joss. <laughs> and team. And um, he's there at the grave. And then a hand comes out. And like Carrie. I was just going to say. <gasps> oh, you said you were going to bring up Carrie. Yes. Yes. So my sister watched Carrie with my dad when... Uh, somewhere between, I guess, like nine and twelve years old. Oof. And but she was the one. Apparently, according to my dad, like she wanted to watch it. Wow. So, the scene at the end where the hand comes out, mm-hmm. it scared her so much to this day. Now she is turning fifty in a few months. Yeah. She will watch the whole movie. She will not watch that scene. Really. And I have tried. Like it's it's really not bad. <laughs> it just. It's not, I mean, it's like a jump scare. Yeah, it it's is. Like a jump scare. But if you know it's coming, like she will not watch it. It really affected her that much. <laughs> but yeah, she comes out. And then they go to the hospital. And Giles is just yelling at Billy <sighs> in the coma. Wake up! Yeah, that's not good. I know. They were like, we just have to bring him out of the coma. I'm like, yeah, sure. We just, we're just going to bring him out of the coma. Because that's what you do if you were in a coma. You just nudge him a little. Yeah. Oh, wake up. No sweat. <laughs> uh, giant hornets. <laughs> yeah, that was some good CGI. Yeah. It wasn't even CGI. I don't know what that was. No. That was just imposing a superimposing picture of giant hornets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the ugly man's coming down the hall. With his chicken tender arm. <laughs> and vampire Buffy kicked the crap out of him. Yep. I loved it. Yep. And then, so what I think is happening at the end when you know, she tells Billy, you need to finish it. I think he's pulling off a mask. Of the ugly guy, and that's because then you're they're revealing that it's actually that's the coach, yeah, the little yeah, coach. I think so too. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. Facing his fear, mm-hmm. yeah, and then boom, everything's back to normal. Yeah, I was like, when the coach came in, that coach is dumb. Yes, like why are you going back? Why are you? Why wouldn't you just make yourself scarce? <laughs> A lot of people return to the scene of the crime. I guess insert themselves. I've learned this. I've learned this from Criminal Minds. They insert themselves into the investigation. They stay close to things. And who was a guest star on a lot of episodes of Criminal Minds? Nicholas Brendan, who plays Xander. He was. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, he was. He was the girlfriend or the girl, the, the boyfriend of the nerd girl. Oh okay. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then everything's back to normal. I did not like that Billy woke up. I had the strangest dream, Ugh. and you were in it, and Ugh. you like I, I know. But I, I guess they were like from Wizard of Oz. That's yes, what I thought. That's what it, yeah. They didn't have to do that. <laughs> they didn't. I, he came out of that coma so fast, it was just like, yeah, hey guys, <laughs> can I go play baseball now? And you know, and they, <laughs> you've been in a coma for a week. <laughs> You're not standing up out of that bed. <laughs> and, and Xander grabs coach. Yes. You're not going anywhere, buddy, because mm-hmm. he's got newfound uh, bravery and stuff. He's standing up to injustice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As it should be. Mm-hmm. And that, it really ends with that, right? Yeah. Oh, well, the, her dad comes back. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, dad, dad comes back and meets her at school, and, and they're happy, and he's happy to see her. And... He's taking her to the prairie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he pulls up in his covered wagon, <laughs> and they head off to the prairie. Nellie's in the back with her, yeah. with her ringlets. With her wheelchair. No, I was going to say that. And I chose not to. Yes. I'll say it. <laughs> okay, so how many stakes? Um, I like this one better than the last episode. What did I get the last one? Three. 
a five. All right, I'll give this one three five. Three point five. Wow, we are ascending. Yeah, like that little mountain climber for the price of right. <laughs> yodi, yodi, yo. <laughs> and we're yodeling again. <laughs> <sighs> um, you got a favorite line? What did I say the the uh, earlier? I said, let's see. What was yours? I kind of liked. Okay, I guess two. One is I'm not even on the chess team just because it was so <laughs> was funny. funny. Um, and then I did like the a dream is a wish your heart makes just because yeah. of what he does oh. right afterwards. No, I would say what am I knowledge girl? I, <laughs> that was that's the one I wrote down. So that's okay. good. So I, I, it seems like you're starting to form some connections to some characters. Yeah. Interesting. Xander. Yeah. <laughs> Sean looks at me smugly. Just I mean, I'm not ready to put a tattoo on my arm or well, anything. I mean, that's 150 episodes oh, later. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to say, I made it through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to watch any more. So that is the end of episode 10. Yeah. So what do we have now? We have got one more? We have two more. Two more. Okay. We have, I think it's called Invisible Girl. Oh, yeah. I've heard of this one. Yeah, that was that, that was the With first Clea one. With Duval. Yes. This yeah. was the first one. And I just found it by accident when I was looking to the channels. Yes, yes. Um, so there's that. And then we have Prophecy Girl, which is the season finale. Are these like uh, Invisible Girl or Prophecy Girl? Are these like new American Girl dolls <laughs> that haven't been released yet? No? Well, you, you wouldn't be able to find the Invisible Girl. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's just an empty box. <laughs> it's like the Cabbage Patch Kids in the 80s. Impossible yeah. to find. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe we should watch... The season finale together. Oh, I like it. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sticking around. Give us a rating or review if you can, if your podcast platform supports it. We would like to hear from you. So far, the only person that has contacted the email address is me. <laughs> That's not true. We we, <laughs> we got um uh, like a. Somebody trying to get our business for oh, right. to improve our social media <laughs> presence. Great. We don't need you. We have five followers. That's right. But yeah, go ahead and follow us on our various socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, threads. We pop up on Reddit now and again. Check us out on our website. TheSunnyDaleDiaries.com And we will see you next time to discuss Invisible Girl. Bye! Bye!